Hey everybody, welcome in. Uh, if you're watching this live on uh, Thursday night, I'm Corey Miller here with Ahmad Hicks from Five on Your Side Sports. Or if you're uh, listening to this on the Sports Plus podcast, it's exciting. It's like Christmas Eve here in St. Louis. Opening day is tomorrow. Finally, we're going to get baseball. We're going to get Cardinals baseball back in St. Louis. Ahmad, how are you feeling right now? Like you just said, like a kid on Christmas Eve, ready to open up a present and uh, see what we have in store for the upcoming year. Um, You know, it's been exciting. I was at the ballpark the other day uh, for the exhibition game versus the Royals. Uh, Quite not the feel for opening day, as you can imagine, but still exciting. The team looks good. The bats came alive. Uh, KK Cam looked good to close out the game. So pretty optimistic about the season core. I got to say, you and I are both going to be there tomorrow. I got to say, it feels kind of cool. Well, I, I obviously I wish fans were there, but it does feel kind of cool that we're going to be one of the few people in there to see some Cardinals baseball on opening day. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be very quiet. Uh, as some of you all don't know, Corey and I used to always talk about our walk to the ballpark from the station last year. You can smell the food. You can smell everything going on inside the ballpark. It's not quite the same this year. We go in there. It is absolutely quiet. I think they can even pump up the fan noise a little bit more uh it wasn't that loud yesterday uh you can hear the guys in the outfield calling i got it it's the first time i've ever heard that going to a major league game so uh it's different but it's baseball and we we pay and we love to watch the players play and we get to do that tomorrow you talked about uh the pumped in crowd noise and hearing the players that's just one of the weird things that's going to happen this year we've talked about this a little bit before uh, I'm interested to see it play out in person. What's like, what's the weird thing about this year that kind of has you the most interested in seeing how it's going to play out? Man, I would have to say the expanded rosters and the DH. I mean, for us, it could be a blessing and a curse. If you have somebody in the lineup that can consistently hit the ball and get runners in and, uh, you know, put himself on base, we're talking about something that could be really, really beneficial for the Cardinals. And then you're talking about if somebody can't hit or if they go in a slump and, you know, go over for, you know, three or four games. Then you're talking about, man, who are we going to put in this DH position? Because I think we all know the outfield and the questions that surround them. Will they hit the ball? Well, that's to be determined. So you think about the guys that you have in the outfield. If you play a Tyler O'Neill and you play a Dylan Carlson and a Harrison Bader or Dexter Fowler, well, that makes you think. Who do we have left to be our DH? You know, if Matt Carpenter's not swinging the bat well, who do we have there? You know, so I feel like that could be a really big bonus for us, but it could also come back and hurt us at the end. This uh, expanded rosters and DH is what I'm uh, most looking forward to seeing too, because they're going to have a lot of options uh, of what to do with guys. Like you said, if somebody's not hitting. There's no time to kind of let that work itself out. They've got enough people. They can plug somebody else right in there. I, I wrote something the other day. I am going to miss pitchers hitting. I like weird baseball things uh, maybe more than anybody. And pitchers hitting is one of my favorite things, especially pitchers that can do it kind of well. I'm going to miss Adam Wainwright getting to swing the bat because every time he goes up there, there's a chance something we don't see happen very often is going to happen, and that's – that's going to be gone, and I understand it, and I'm just kind of, I've kind of accepted it because I always knew the DH was coming, but I'm going to miss pitchers hitting, i got to say. Whenever I think about pitchers hitting, I always think about Bartolo Colon, 
and the home run he hit and the expressions of his teammates and everybody surrounding him when he hit that home run. So I like you. Uh, of course, we will definitely miss pitchers hitting. I mean, we always get, you know, those couple of highlight moments where we're like, wow, can't believe that happened. But then again, I am thrilled to see the bat in somebody's hands who hits for a living. It's a good point. Uh, let's talk about those rosters. Dylan Carlson, not on the opening day roster, as we all kind of knew was going to happen. The Cardinals got to keep him down. Can't can't bring him up yet if they don't want to start his service time clock too soon so they get an extra year of control. It stinks. Uh, baseball needs to figure out a way around this so this doesn't have to happen. But if I'm the Cardinals, I, I understand it and I get it. I think he'll be up in a week to ten days, and hopefully they'll be able sure. to plug him into the lineup. Um, the Cardinals, I think, have 14 pitchers. Uh, we're not quite sure on Giovanni Gallegos' status yet. It doesn't look like he's going to be ready for opening day. Uh, but there are a lot of options. Edmundo Sosa made the team. Austin Dean made the team. They've got three catchers. So they have a ton of options, and we've seen this mm -hmm. with the Nationals tonight. Juan Soto, their best player, tested positive for COVID-19. He's probably out for a while. So if somebody tests positive, the Cardinals are going to have to put all their guys into use. And uh, that's definitely something they're going to have to contend with this year. And I think that's a good thing going on their side. And, you know, we always talk about the Cardinals farm system and how they always have these players in waiting and in waiting on their opportunity. When you think about testing positive for COVID, you automatically think about the 10 to 14 day quarantine period that some of these players have to go under. But then you have to think about, they have to get back in shape. So now they need a week to get back out there, get acclimated back to seeing live pitching, to start running again. So that could be really detrimental to a team, you know, especially if a star player goes down and you're without that player for essentially three weeks to a month. I mean, um, I do think the Cardinals will be okay. I think the only position where I, you, you don't, you don't have anybody to pick up that production is first base and Paul Goldschmidt. Um, I feel like that's the one player that cannot get the coronavirus on our team. I feel like if he gets the coronavirus, then our questions about who's going to hit the baseball become even more apparent for this season because, you know, <laughs> he's the reliable guy in our lineup. So we, we better hope he stays safe this year, and we're hoping that he stays mm -hmm. safe. That's a good point, Ahmad. Um, we've talked about pitching a lot. And we've talked well. We've just talking about they have a lot of guys they can plug in, but pitching depth, they've got some of the best in mm -hmm. the league. Uh, and we've talked which position guy we're most excited to see. What about pitching wise? Who can you not wait to see take the mound in a regular season game here, at Bush, and get back at it? You know, I, I said this the last podcast. Uh, I said KK Kim. You know, we all know what our starters have. Like, we all know Miles Michaelis, Adam Wainwright, Carlos Martinez, Jack Flaherty, although I am really excited to see Carlos Martinez. He said he worked out harder than he, he's ever had in the offseason. Uh, he looks sharp, so I can't wait to see him pitch. But I have to go with KK Kim. And I was telling somebody the other day, Corey, we had the element of surprise with him. Not many teams have had the opportunity to scout him. I mean, a little bit in spring training and a little bit from what he put out on the uh, on tape the other day. But it's much different when you see it in live pitching. And I think what goes in the Cardinals' favor is he's only coming in in the ninth inning. So if he's getting guys out in nine to 15 pitches where they're only getting to see 15 pitches per night, and you know, and they're not getting a chance to really scout him. So I think he could be the diamond in the rough for us, especially in the back end of that bullpen when you don't have a Jordan Hicks to close out the game. I was hoping uh, you'd take Kim. He looked 
absolutely unhittable against the Royals. And I'll, I'll be it, the Royals lineup is not the most juggernaut thing in the world. But Kim looked just downright nasty. I think he's going to be a lot yep. of fun this year. And you mentioned Carlos Martinez. That's who I was going to talk about. Because when he's right, when he's right physically, mm-hmm. when he's right mentally, and he's got good support, he's one of the nastiest pitchers in the entire Major League Baseball. I mean, that's how it is. He People is. forget this is going to be his eighth season. He's been around for a long exactly. time. He's a veteran now. And people forget just how nasty he can be. I think he's got everything working together. I think he's focused on uh, what he needs to do. Mike Schilt is buying into him for sure. Uh, I am excited to see Carlos Martinez back in the starting rotation because a lot of guys, your fifth guy is just a guy you need there. The Cardinals' fifth guy is one of the nastiest pitchers in baseball. So I think it could be a big year for Carlos Martinez. I'm glad he's back in the rotation. Yeah, we ran a soundbite earlier with Martinez, and he said that he was hungry for this year. He said that he hoped yesterday was the last time that he's ever coming in and a relief appearance. He said he's a starter. He wants to be a starter. His arm is ready to be a starter this year, and he just has to go out and prove to everyone that he still has gas left in the tank. He seems motivated, uh, and what more can you ask for? For a guy that, you know, he had such a promising start to his career. We all, you know, hyped him up to be this, this excellent pitcher, the Cardinals ace, the opening day starter. And then he had these two bad seasons, the previous two seasons. And he, he admitted that. He said that he had bad seasons. He said that he was hurt. He said injuries killed what his vibe and everything that he had going on. But he said that he blocked that out. He said he doesn't care about that anymore. He's not thinking about the last two years. He's only thinking about this season and how he can help this team be successful day in and day out. If you needed any more confirmation, baseball is back. The first game, which is going on when we are uh, – recording this right now on Thursday night Nationals Yankees is in a rain delay so baseball is officially back we have our first rain delay of the season uh what else we got here (laughs) so we've talked about guys we're excited to see who are you maybe Mm -hmm. worried about that they've got to have a hot start and if they don't they could possibly be replaced um I I hate to say it because he gets so much scrutiny in St. Louis but Dexter Fowler Um, I mean, you just have Harrison Bader in center field. I mean, that guy's a magician in the outfield. And you have Tyler O'Neill. He has instant pop. You don't take a guy like that out of the lineup, especially with only 60 games to be played. And and Schultz is always thinking about defense. So you know Bader's going to be playing. But Dexter Fowler cannot afford to start the season 0 for 21 or whatever he started last season. If he does that, I think he has a hard time getting back into the lineup. Because I think we all know when Carlson comes back, he's going to take a day from everybody in the outfield. just not going to plug him out there and start. So he's going to get a day in left. He's going to get a day in center. He's going to get a day in right field to give everybody a break. But if Dexter Fowler is not swinging the bat well, Dylan Carlson is going to take his job. And I think we all know that. So I think Dexter Fowler needs to start fast. He says he knows he needs to start fast. And uh, if he starts fast, then I think you have a really good outfield and depth, like you said, Corey. Uh, But if he doesn't start fast, time may be ticking for him, unfortunately. I agree, um, and it does stink because everybody wants to see Dex do better than he has yep. been doing. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, he was better last year, but still not what everybody was expecting when he came to St. Louis. And he opened up about he yep. was depressed with his season in 2018. It really took a toll on him. So everybody's rooting for Dex, but then you kind of have to look at the real situation going on. If he's not hitting, 
the, and the Cardinals want to win, Mike Schilt's going to have to make a move. And Mike Schilt's a guy that sticks by his veterans. Him and Dex are really close. Uh, they get along really yeah. well. They have a good relationship off the field, it seems. They respect each other a lot. But I think Mike Schilt knows if the Cardinals want to uh, make the playoffs, they can't afford to give Dexter Fowler a bats while if he continues to uh, to be in a slump like we have seen. But hopefully, hopefully he can uh, – uh, start strong here, and they won't have to even worry about that. But I talked about the playoffs. We got some big news on the playoffs mm-hmm. here just a little while ago. Uh, it's right. going to be expanded and huge and a little bit crazy. There's going to be 16 teams in the playoffs now, eight from each league. So the Cardinals' chances just skyrocketed. Uh, and yep. a lot of mm-hmm. other teams' chances just skyrocketed. When I first heard this, uh, I mean, I'm okay with it for this year because this year's weird. And a 60-game sample size to make it to the playoffs is pretty low, so let's put some other teams in there. I hope this doesn't continue in the next few years because I I don't want to devalue their regular season. But I'm excited for this 16-team playoff, almost as much as I am for a 24-team NHL playoff. Let's just bring me the craziness. (laughs) Bring me all of it. You know, and I think what we're going to see, Corey, this year is a lot more competitive baseball. And I say that not because teams have gotten better or certain teams have an advantage, but I think everybody sees the big picture, all right? We only have two months of baseball, 60 games that teams are playing. You can go on a run. You can be a team like the Kansas City Royals, get hot, win 15 straight, and put yourself in a position to go to the playoffs. So I think this year, you know, the intensity just picks up. I think everybody else has a legitimate chance. I think the Cardinals, honestly, I mean, they they have to bring their A game. Like you said, uh, Schilt said earlier, this is a results business, and they have to provide results. And I think with the expanded playoffs, you have teams that are confident like the Cincinnati Reds. You have the Milwaukee Brewers in our conference. You have the Chicago Cubs, although they didn't make any, you know, big splashes in free agency this past summer uh, or this past offseason, excuse mm-hmm. me. There's still a team that plays the Cardinals really, really well, and they're really competitive with, uh, with Baez and Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. You still have guys that are threats in the lineup, so – I think, you know, while it's great, it's an expanded playoffs, I think it also gets a lot more competitive this year than years in the past. Let's, uh, so let's get down to the brass tacks here. Let's do some predictions as uh, (laughs) we head towards opening day. So we can either look really smart or if we're wrong, never talk about this again and it didn't happen. So let's go first. What do we think the Cardinals record is going to be and do we think they make the playoffs? I'm going to put them right around 34, 35 wins. That's probably a little bit on the high side. I think they're going to be just over 500, but I think most teams in the NL Central are going to be just over 500. And now I think the Cardinals definitely make the playoffs with eight teams, and I thought they were going to make it before anyways. But I'm putting them just a little bit over 500, maybe 34, 35 games if they're lucky. Uh but uh, it's going to it's gonna be close. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I mean, the only teams that I can think of, uh, when you think of teams that could win 40 games, the Yankees, they come to mind, and the Dodgers. I think those two are the favorites uh, to, to win the most games in the major leagues this year. And I think everybody else is just going to be around. You know, we get a small sample size, like you said, 60 games. But I have a feeling those last 10 to 15 games, the playoffs are going to start early, all right, because all these teams are going to be bunched together. They're all going to be around the 30, 35, 37 win mark uh, for the season. So I think those last 10 to 15 games, who's hot? 
you know, what starting pitcher is in the right groove, what batter is in the right in the right groove at the play. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to. So I think, you know, we haven't expanded playoffs, but I also think the playoffs start a lot earlier this year because, you know, teams are going to be lumped together and they're going to have to separate themselves from the pack uh, towards the end of the year. Let's go. Uh, who do we think the most consistent pitchers and hitters are going to be? We've kind of talked about projections for individual guys before, but who's going to be the guy that maybe doesn't have a, a huge peak or something that's just solid the whole way through that you can count on? I'll, I'll go first. I'll tell you the pitcher. Oh uh, yeah, you go first. Who that doesn't get a lot of ink because he does, doesn't throw as hard as some of the other guys. He's not quite as flashy. Dakota Hudson. Won 16 games, I believe, last year for the Cardinals as a rookie. He led the league in walks. We know walks is a big issue, which he's tried to figure out this offseason. But I think Dakota Hudson and that sinker, if he gets it working right, it's not going to be flashy, but he could be a guy that keeps the score low enough that this offense, where we don't necessarily know where the offense is going to come from, comes out every night and at least puts up a few runs and gets a win. I have to agree with you. I really like Hudson's game, man. He's just he just has such an old man swag to him about it. You know, just the confidence that can't be broken <laughs> even when he does bad. Uh, so I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of his. Now, as far as consistency at the plate, the obvious is Goldschmidt. I think we all know Goldschmidt will be uh, consistent. But who I'm gonna go with? I'm gonna go out on the ledge, uh, and I'm gonna pick Tommy Edmond. All right, I think this is a guy who will be batting at the top of the lineup. He's gonna be playing a lot. Manager Schilt said that, you know, he's not keeping him out of the lineup this year. And I think you'll see him starting at third base a lot with Carpenter going to the DH. So I think Tommy Edmond is a guy that'll be consistent this year. He gets on base. I would think he will get on base at least once or twice a game, whether that's a walk, whether that's a hit. Uh, I feel like once he gets on the base bat, he's a threat. I mean, he's so freaking fast and he can do phenomenal things, you know, once he gets inside the uh, white lines on the diamond. So I'm picking Tommy Edmond to be my guy to be most consistent, whether that's in the field and at the plate. I am excited for a full season of Tommy Edmond. Uh, what else do we got? But you mentioned Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, I, I think they're only going to go as far on offense as he can take them. He was good last year. Yep. Wasn't quite as great as we were hoping for. I, I'm, I'm nope. expecting a big year from Paul Goldschmidt this year, and uh, they're going to need that consistency for sure. Okay, uh, this is a lot of Cardinals talk, but... We're talking World Series now, which might not include uh -oh. the Cardinals, and they're not going to be in my World nah. Series prediction. So what, what, what do we think for a World Series prediction? I'll let you go first here. Well, I kind of said it earlier. I mean, I'm going to pick the obvious. Dodgers, all right? I'm picking the Dodgers, uh, and I'm picking the Yankees. Uh, Yankees with the addition of Garrett Cole and everybody that they have in that lineup from Stan to Judge to Torres. I mean, come on, man. Like, who – Who's really going to stop those guys, man? And Clayton Kershaw, I mean, you know what happens to him every year in the postseason. But, you know, with the addition of Mookie Betts to that team and the lineup that they already had, how do you rule those two teams out of making the World Series, Core? I'm, I'm going to go a little outside the box. I, I mean, the Yankees are absolutely loaded. Um, that mm -hmm. lineup is insane. The pitching staff is insane. The bullpens, every part of the team is insane. Labor Torres, I think, is going to win the MVP, by the way. Um, but right. I got to say, baseball's weird. Baseball postseason, you never know what's going to happen. This is a weird year. This is a year for the Tampa Bay Rays. 
to make a breakthrough. And, and this is no Ooh. Cinderella story. The Rays are really good. The Rays have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. I'm picking them to come out of the American League. And the Dodgers are just head and shoulders above everybody else. I want to pick somebody else because it, it's kind of fun to see the Dodgers lose and keep that drought going. <laughs> uh, but I do think the Dodgers make it there in the National League. But this, right now, what, what's the date? July 23rd, I'm calling a, a Rays yep. World Series in 2020 for a weird season. So Jose Martinez and Tommy Pham get a ring, huh? Well, Tommy Pham's on the Padres now. That would be cool, though. Jose oh, yeah, that's Martinez, right. He did get ready. Yeah, that is it. I thought there was another Cardinal there, and it's blanking on me now. I, it might just be, well, Randy Rosarina. Jose Martinez. Randy oh, Rosarina, yeah, that's right. He did go there. Yeah. some mm-hmm. rings. I'd love to see Jose Martinez in a World Series celebration. I'll tell you that. Wouldn't we? So oh, that would man. be worth it. Oh, on that, its is, own. that is that. That I felt like I was a member of the Cardinals when last year. Uh, well, when he got let go, uh, I mean that was just like, come on, man, Jose Martinez. When you saw his name come up, that he was headed to Tampa Bay, it was like, gosh, dang it! And Corey, you were hoping to get the fishing story with them over in your hometown, you know? So we have big plans in store for our, uh, for us this year, Martinez. Oh, and we're missing uh, the best soundbite that uh, the Cardinals have ever had. So we're missing out on right. that, too. But uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll have a good year in Tampa. I'm, I'm counting on it for him. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, talking with Ahmad and I tonight on the eve of opening day in St. Louis. Everybody's excited for tomorrow. Uh, I can't wait. Baseball is back in St. Louis and now we just got to see how this crazy season winds up and all the punches <laughs> it's going to throw along the way. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy baseball. <laughs>